Welcome, everyone. Welcome to our first episode of the Business in Sport. Um, it's our first episode of the Business in Sport and the first episode on, on Twitter Spaces. So this is our first ever Twitter Spaces. So I- exciting times. Um, I have with me uh, Mr. Rob Vial, who's the founder of Gemini Sports. Rob is a leading executive in the world of sports marketing, naming rights and sponsorship and has been around for a long time, worked with some of the biggest names and has been accredited with deal, deal flow exceeding $2 billion in sales, which is an, an extraordinary effort. Um, Rob, Mr. Rob Yell, welcome to the, to the show, buddy. Well, I appreciate you having me on and look forward to uh, you know, having some, uh, some, some good and fruitful discussion today and uh, in the future. So, uh, uh, you know, certainly an exciting time in the, in the world of sport, um, coming off a, an incredible World Cup. Uh, you know, looking forward to, you know, what's going to be happening here, Super Bowl here in Arizona in the, in the coming weeks, uh, months, I should say. And, uh, and uh, obviously, you know, the sports calendar never stops. So excited to, to be talking with you, Ahmad, and, uh, and working with uh, Sports Finder, you know, on, on creating, uh, you know, this, this platform and, and, and sharing and, and discussing, uh, you know, trends and, and, the, and the goings on in the world of sport. Absolutely. And I mean, uh, I think in, in today's world, probably the hottest conversation in in the world of sport, I mean, would be college sport. I mean, college football and all the bowls that we've just seen recently happen over, over the weekend. Um, all the NIL action has happened over, over the over the last season or two. Um, which takes us to our first talking point, which is the influence of, of collectives on college sport. Um, what we've seen is these collectives have come together and really spent time, effort, resources in ensuring the athletes have the best facilities, deal, deal flow, so on and so on. And it's almost become like a recruiting um, a, a strategy for some of the schools. So... Let's let's get into it. Let's let's pick it all apart and start talking about how how they've influenced the college sport and what kind of impact have, have they had on college sport. Well, I mean, you know, first of all, you know the you know the first domino to fall obviously was you know July first last year when uh, you know NIL uh, came into play um, that college athletes finally were able to start capitalizing on their name, image, and likeness and <clears throat> Frankly, unfortunately, the the NCAA just kind of said, "Go ahead, have at it," uh, not putting uh, much more than guidelines up around it. And uh, and for uh, you know, we kind of created a little bit of a wild wild west. And so you know, the uh, the administration and the governance uh, of this was really kind of left up to you know the individual schools. And um, you know, what we saw was there were some people that embraced it. Uh, and got really involved in it and after it. Um, and there was, you know, and those are the Miamis of the world and Texas A&M and uh, USC, you know, Tennessee, you know, lots of schools, you know, got involved and created not only internal departments within their athletic department to administer it, 
but also you, you saw the formation of collectives, which were non-affiliated, uh, you know, alumni or booster groups uh, that were, you know, creating, uh, you know, a, uh, an entity that could go to student athletes, both current and prospective, uh, to create, you know, NIL relationships um, as part of their uh, involvement as a student athlete at a respective school. Um, there were some that didn't embrace it right away, and those are the ones that saw a lot of their players jump into the transfer portal and end up at some of these other schools. So we saw a balance of power shift. We saw, you know, we saw a lot of haves and have-nots. I mean, I would say the, the playing ground is starting to level out a little bit um, with, uh, with most schools having some sort of guidance uh, and infrastructure around it. But, uh, look, it, it, no different than, uh, you know, kind of pre-NIL, they're – the big money schools, you know, have, you know, big money collectives and can, you, you read the, you read the papers just like I do in the articles of, um, you know, athletes going into the transfer portal that are, that are current student athletes and choosing another school because, Hey, when they were recruited the first time around, they didn't get a bite at this NIL apple. And now they get to go get a $2 million, you know, beats headphones deal by going to a school or, you know, a, an incoming freshman can sign a, you know, an eight figure deal with a collective, um, you know, before they even enroll in the school in some cases. So it's, it's really, you know, changed, you know, changed the landscape. It's become uh, an incredible, uh, it's a part of the entire process, you know, certainly at the power five level and the major sports level. Um, but what the other thing, I mean, look, it, it's not hasn't been all negative. Um, and I, and I, I will say that, uh, you know, first and foremost, I'm, you know, I'm all for any student athlete, you know, controlling their name, image and likeness. Um, but what I've what, you know, one of the good things that's come out of it, you've seen a lot of, um, you know, athletes in non-revenue sports be able to take full advantage of this because, you know, there, a lot of them are on partial scholarships and not getting the, you know, the full rides like, you know, basketball and and football tend to get, um, but we've seen a lot of the, you know, a lot of the uh, female student athletes, you know, become very prominent and high profile. Um, you know, Olivia Dunn and uh, the the, uh, the Cavender twins, you know, just are two that jump out there. Uh, uh, you know, a basketball player up at Connecticut, and you know, a few others, you know, have been very high profile, prominent uh, NIL. Uh, advocates and uh, ambassadors, and have taken full advantage of it in a, in a time where you know, they probably wouldn't have been able to, you know, before. So, you know, I'm 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 pleased that you know somewhat uh, that you know the the opportunities there for the uh, the student athletes. Um, you know, sadly, there just wasn't a lot of regulatory guidance and you know put out there when it started. So, can't really put the uh, you know the genie back in the bottle on this one. So it's you kind of got to deal with it and move on and. Uh, Make a decision if you're a, a power five, you know, program or, or even a, you know, group of five, you know, how, how aggressive are you going to be in this space? And that yeah. aggressiveness, to your point, starts, begins and ends with well, what kind of collective do I have? What kind of, yeah. you know, booster alumni group do I have on the outside of our athletic department that is willing to go out and raise funds um, and put it in play for our our coaches to utilize as far as, you know, being a, a, a component of getting a student athlete to commit uh, to our program. And uh, yeah. there you have it. Um, so 
I'm with you 100%. It's been a very positive step for the student-athletes. But when you see stats like this, so Forbes uh, pretty much stated that influencer says transactions from collectives account for more than one-third of total local exchange payment volumes to student-athletes. Um, so that's one. The other one is the median collective payment of $959 is nearly three times the median non-collective payment of $387. So these stats, they, they tell a bit of a story, Rob. I mean, what, what we're seeing here is that it's really showing the influence and brute force impact that these collectives are, have, are actually having on these schools. No, look, no, no doubt. I mean, the collectives now are just a, uh, uh, they're a, they're a, an in the open, uh, you know, booster organization that, you know, it can can legally offer financial inducement uh, and compensation to student athletes. In the past, those were hundred dollar handshakes. Those were, uh, um, you know. Uh, jobs that all you had to do was come over and turn the lights on for 500 bucks an hour, you know, and now <laughs> it's, it's obviously, uh, you know, with NIL and collectives, you've got a, you, you've got a, a legal entity or a, you know, certainly a, an allowable uh, platform in, in which to uh, compensate student athletes. Um, yeah. And, and look, you know, the, the goal there is that they're, and they're, they're open-ended. They are, you sign a deal with the collective, you're signing a deal for, uh, to participate in autograph signings and, and, and appearances, you know, for, for, a, for a fee, you know, for a flat fee. Now, in some cases, there are, uh, you know, corporate entities that, uh, that get involved through those collectives um, so that they can do an endorsement or, you know, a, a product placement with a student athlete. You know, the internal, uh, you know, organizations, you know, NIL organizations that are working closely with, you know, the third party rights holders that, that are selling the official relationships with the school. Um, you know, those are, those are a little bit more structured because the money is kind of being carved out of what is quote going to the institution already through the immediate rights. And so, you know, they tend to be a little bit lower because those are just upsells on existing deals. Whereas, you know, externally that's, that's, that's straight, you know, activation dollars or, or, uh, you know, marketing dollars that are being, you know, committed into the, uh, the collective through uh, a booster that owns a company, owns the beer dealership, car dealership, uh, whatever that is, um, and says, hey, I'm going to put 100 grand in there, and I want that to go to the starting quarterback, and he's going to be my spokesperson, and I'm going to put him in a brand-new Corvette, and that's the deal. And that's you know, to keep him happy, to keep him from going to the other school down the road. Um, and now it's, you know, it's in, and to your point, you know, those, those figures certainly show that, you know, the external collectives could be a little bit more aggressive, uh, you know, financially uh, in yeah. the structure of their deals. Um, whereas, you know, internally, the school's a little bit more, has to be a little bit more structured and the, and the dollars <clears throat> available are, are not as uh, prevalent because, you know, you're, you're taking money out of the, out of the school coffers at that point. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but still some of it is being earmarked for NIL activation, just not at the, uh, 
the same level that a collective is because all of it's being activated for NIL activation. Do you do you see this creating an imbalance of competition between the teams? As in, we'll see. We, we've yes, we've already seen it. Okay. We, we've seen it. We've, we we it, it has just made the you know the bigger bullies you know, bigger and stronger because they're, yeah. they, they've got more of the money. I mean, exactly. You know, the, you know, the, the SEC schools, um, you know, you know, some of the, uh, uh, you know, the SEC schools certainly in general, but you know, the power five school schools as a whole um, just have, you know, have, have bigger alumni, have more committed alumni uh, than, than some of the smaller schools do. No, uh, look, you know, you know, Oregon's got a Phil Knight, you know, and Phil Knight can yeah. make whatever ha- he wants happen. I mean, um, but, uh, you know, you get to, a, you know, a, a Western Kentucky or you get to a, a, you know, a Tulane who just beat USC. Tulane does not have the NIL collective that SC does, uh, yeah. you know, and on the, and on the field, there was a lot of, you know, USC players that are getting NIL collective money from USC. And there's a lot of kids from Tulane that aren't getting anything close to that. And they beat their ass, and so that was that was one of those great, you know, you know David Goliath uh, in the collective <laughs> world uh, got played out on you know, you know, January second in a in a major bowl. Um, so while while there's the, you know from a talent imbalance, you'll you'll see, you know, you'll see players gravitating towards the schools with more aggressive you know financial packages from their collectives. Um, those that you know don't get those opportunities are going to end up at they're going to end up with scholarships. They're going to end up with NIL deals. This is going to be, you know, not going to be, you know, six, seven figure deals, you know, they'll, but they'll be nice. They'll be more than what they were able to get before. Um, but you'll, you'll eventually see, um, you know, a, you know, a power imbalance start to start to create itself. And, you know, look, we've already we kind of watched certainly in college football over the past several years, you know, kind of gravitates towards SEC and, you know, two or three schools in the Big Ten. Um, maybe a school out west or two, you know, kind of, you know, gets gets aggressive. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, you know, the Clemson, you know, Clemson and Alabama and, uh, you know, Texas A&M and, and uh, uh, Tennessee, you know, hugely aggressive, uh, uh, you know, are, are out there. You know, Oregon and USC have been a bit aggressive. Ohio State and, you know, Michigan have, develop strong, you know, NIL platforms and, you know, wow, their, their, their teams are all the ones that they're at the top of the top of the food chain, you know, winning and, and, you know, LSU is another one that's going to, you know, has strong alumni, uh, you know, backing that could, you know, that drops into their collective and you need a, you need a five-star player. There's a there's a collective you just go say hey I, I, in order for me to get this guy I need X and they go okay here's how we do that <laughs> uh, you know and, and, yeah. and now there's a structure for it as opposed to having to get a brown bag or you know or, or leave a suitcase at a under a park bench yeah um, you know like in the old days so absolutely which takes us into our next point I mean this has been spoken about or talked about recently on Twitter and and other other platforms is will these college athletes eventually become employees because it's become a very big business. I mean, if you look at the, the collective media rights for the power five, it's like something like 35 or $36 billion over, over seven years. And 
it's ridiculous. I mean, we're 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 in a time now where the um, the amount of commercial dollars that's been thrown at these sports, especially college football and basketball, is is nothing that we've ever seen before. So, will these kids ever become employees? No, because I think it'll cap their earning ability. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think you're more likely to see a union before you're likely to see an employee employer relationship between student athletes and, uh, and universities. Um, and, 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 and it's one of those things where I honestly think that, um, you know, the, the institutions, you know, don't want the, uh, it, it opens themselves up to, you know, other exposures that, you know, whether it be insurance, whether it be, um, uh, you know, hiring practices, um, certainly you've got title nine and, and, and diversity requirements that start to come into play. And I, I just think that they want to maintain, you know, student athletes as student athletes and not employees, um, for, for lots of reasons, but, um, you know, for the most part, I think it's just the flexibility of, of, uh, they they want to stay as far away from labor law as it relates to the to the student athletes as they can, um, and uh, you know it, while while at some point it you know again it may make sense I mean again this is that that'd be putting the toothpaste back in the tube at some level saying hey I know you've been out there you know making six seven figures on your NIL deals now as an employee. Um, you know, that, that comes through our system, you get taxed as a W2, uh, all that kind of stuff. And, and, and the athletes will just, you know, they, they don't want any part of that. They, they, I guess at some levels, the, you know, the, the current structure, uh, as a 1099, you know, and again, there's a whole tax issue that needs to be discussed as it relates to this. Cause nobody was really educated of, Hey, I just got all this NIL money. This is awesome. And then tax man showed up and said, Hey, you know, you got a hundred grand, uh, but you owe 46% of that to me. And someone's looking around going, I ain't got 46 grand laying around to pay you. Cause I spent all that money cause it was mine. And I was like, Oh yeah, they, they forgot to tell you about the taxes, didn't they? And, and I mean, so there's a, there's a whole part of this that, um, you know, an education on, uh, you know, fiduciary responsibility that needs to, needs to be done. Um, better by the by the schools and some schools are doing it and some aren't um, but you know again I, as it relates to the employee employee relation uh, employer employee relationship um, I, you know I, I just I just think that the schools are gonna steer away from that as 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 much as they can just to avoid you know the other you know requirements when you do have someone as an employee you know you got to offer benefits you got to offer pensions you know cer- certainly at the institutional level, you know, uh, you know, 401k offerings and, and, and then there's obviously hiring practices and requirements and, and, you know, is there, you know, as opposed to, uh, you know, is there an interview process to, to joining, you know, becoming an employee as a football player? Um, being, you know, it's just, it's, there's just, there's, there's probably too many, um, uh, you know, angles to cover from a, from a school standpoint, that just it makes it improbable. It makes it too much of a headache, um, and for them, I think they'd rather uh, they'd rather dance with the devil that they know 
right now, and that's the uh, the 1099 uh, NIL compensated student athlete, and um, and then f- just find a way to kind of corral that and manage that before they uh, uh, start making them employees. Um, uh, because you know, again, you're talking about 18 to 21, 22 year old uh, young men and women that uh, uh, you know they're not they're, their career is not with that school. You know, they're not intending to stay there. Um, you know, past their playing time, makes, uh, playing days. So, yeah, makes a ton of sense. Makes it. A yeah, ton well, of sense. and again, I'm not, and, and and to your point, I'm not saying it's not going to come up and someone's going to suggest it and recommend yeah. it. Uh, I, you know, because you know there will be some 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 points to check. Hey, you know, we can we can control wages and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's all great for the school side, but you know, what is your talent going to say? Talent doesn't want to be capped. Talent wants to be able to get what talent can get in a free market. And, uh, you know, you, you start making employees and employee contracts. And then how does the transfer portal work when you're an employee? Uh, you got to get permission to go into the transfer portal from your employer. What if they say no? Oh, hey, rest- restriction of trade. Uh, you know, here we go. You know, let the lawyers jump in on this one and start having some um, some interesting dialogue. But um, I just I just think that the uh, you'll you'll. It'll it it will be brought up. It will be discussed, and at some point, I think it'll uh, they'll just make a decision to dance with the dance with the current devil on that one. Absolutely, which makes which. Well, I mean, you raised a few a few valid points, especially around the the capping of their earning potential. I mean, nobody wants to limit how much they can or can't make, especially in these times. Um, in the future, things might change. We we don't know. At the moment, the way things are going, there's a ton of money in the space, and I think everybody is still very excited, pumped, and really want to want to be involved. So you know, keep keep the market open and free. Um, which actually takes me to our last point, which is some way related to college sports or sports in general. I should say, um, we've seen. Earlier in the year and over the last, say, 12 to 18 months, crypto throwing money at sports. Crypto Arena, FTX Stadium in, in, in Miami, um, and the story goes on. All of a sudden, uh, we've seen the um, explosion of F- FTX. Dispute, billions of dollars gone, deals ripped up. Uh, deals in the Premier League for NFTs disappeared, gone, had to reduce. Companies that have uh, done NFT deals with sporting teams haven't been able to fulfill their promises. The money is being dwindling out. So obviously this is your part of the world. You, you deal day in, day out with sponsorship naming rights. Um, how, how have you, you guys seen... Uh, the space impacted by this crypto slowdown. Well, I mean, more than anything, you you've seen the uh, you know you've seen the deal flow stop. Uh, you know, there's look, there's you know, Crypto.com and Coinbase and Binance. You know, all all companies that that have sound infrastructure and and, and business practices around them are still operating. I mean, you know, they're just. Uh, you know, they're, they're just caught in the crossfire that's been created by the, the implosion of, of FTX. Um, you know, 
And, uh, you know, so it's one of those things where, you know, those are all brands that, you know, have, have been forthright, have, have not been, you know, ducking and, and trying to run away from any, um, you know, answering any questions about their, you know, their business practices and are they liquid and all that. I mean, I think FTX was, you know, was the, you know, the anomaly in the group, if you, if you ask me. I mean, certainly crypto in general, you know, being a non-regulated, non-regulated currency is what it is. Um, you know, I'm al- I've always been bullish on, on the technology of blockchain, which is what the infrastructure around uh, crypto is. And, and that's where the value is. And I think that's where um, you know, we've seen, you know, some of the sports related deals we've been involved in. I mean, have focused more around the technology, not as much around the, you know, the, the crypto exchange and, and that because it was very it was very volatile, even even when it was going well. Right. Um, you know, you saw massive fluctuations in the space and, um, you know, look, the byproduct has been, um, you know, there was some, there were some leagues and teams and properties that got burned. Um, but they also cashed out on some checks very early on. So, you know, I don't, I won't say that they got burned. I'll just say that they now have to go, you know, fill that void. Um, and there's not another, uh, player out there that's going to come in and spend like, you know, an FTX did. And I think the other brands in the category are going to, you know, that, that have spent already are focused on making those relationships work. Uh, and then, and then we'll be very, uh, uh, very calculated on the types of deals they do moving forward as will any property doing a deal with a brand in that category. Um, so, you know, it, it kind of put the brakes on, you know, this, this free spending wild, wild west, you know, you know, you know, bidding war, um, but I think, it, you know, in general, look, I think it has, uh, you know, allowed, uh, you know, allow some some other brands to, fl- to, to flourish. And hopefully it will, um, you know, the ones that, you know, are still standing, you know, remain, you know, active in the space because I think it's it's a it's a good part of the business or of the of the sports space. I mean, they they've you know, crypto dot com has been a good partner to to their to their you know, their properties and you know, they, they haven't, you know, left UFC hanging. They have, they, their name's still on uh, the arena in Los Angeles. They're still on the front of, um, you know, the, uh, uh, the Jersey of the 76ers. Um, you know, they're still involved in formula one, you know, with the races that they sponsor, they haven't reneged and disappeared. Um, you know, FTX is really the only one and, you know, of, of the big ones that has disappeared <laughs> literally. Um, and 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 we're learning more why, because you know there was there wasn't proper you know management in place of you know and I'll and and that's a broad statement because it I think it uh, you know probably covers just about everything that that company was doing um, and you know I you know fortunately or unfortunately I you know I have had some friends that were very uh, that were involved in the sports sponsorship side of that company that you know, we're just doing their jobs, you know, finding and negotiating deals that their leadership was looking for and asking them to get, uh, to go after. And, um, you know, they, they were not privy to the back of the house, um, goings on that, uh, that led to, you know, basically every deal they have in place, you know, getting torn up and, 
you know, there's going to be a new name on an arena in Miami. There's going to be, you know, the names off the field at, at Cal. Uh, they're, they're coming off the, uh, the MLB, you know, umpire uniforms. Yeah. They're, uh, you know, they're not going to be on, uh, you know, the formula one teams anymore. I mean, you know, I think what, I think they were with, uh, who are they with? Were they with um, Red Bull or were they with, you know, Mercedes? There was I, one think, of them. I think it was uh, Mercedes from memory. Yeah. So, yeah. so they're off. Yeah. So, you know, you know, they're off, off the Mercedes team. So, you know, you know, now, you know, now, and now you've got a, you know, a disgraced, uh, you know, CEO, you know, out on $250 million bail out there saying he didn't know any of this was going on. So, <laughs> you know, Meanwhile, he, you know, he and his parents own, you know, hundred million dollars worth of real estate in Bermuda, and you know, life's good, right? So, yeah, absolutely. you know, it's it's just it's 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 unfortunate. It's one of those things where there's one company that's kind of, you know, spoiled the category for for the others when the others were actually conducting, you know, good legitimate upfront business, and then you have one that just massively implodes, and so you're kind of painted with the same brush a little bit until proven otherwise. And so we're, we're in that phase now where they need to prove, prove us, prove their worth, you know, sure. and that, and that simply means, you know, being a good partner, you know, making your payments, uh, activating. Uh, and again, they're, they're, the, the challenge, you know, lies on the reason people do these deals is to get people to engage in signing up and involved in crypto and, signing up to the products and services that these companies offer. And now just that entire industry has got a, a, a dark cloud over it. And so you as a consumer, me as a consumer, you know, we may, you know, we may be a little bit more, you know, willing to, to work with those partners because, of, you know, we know what, you know, we know that they're good business for us in general, but you know, the, the standard fan, you know, that would have signed up for a crypto.com credit card, before this isn't going to do it now. And so now you're What you're going to see is that, you know, probably more when it comes to renewal time, you know, yeah. how, how are the renewals look? Do they, are they renewing at the same level? Are they looking at a reduction? Are they, are they renewing at all? Or are they, you know, what are they doing? And so I think right now, a lot of these deals need to play themselves out and, and, and make the best of a, difficult situation but uh you know look the teams are going to be good partners that you know there's not a team that's going to not deliver on every asset that was you know agreed to in a contract because yeah um you know they are they are going to leave themselves in every position to be uh fully accountable and do you know those payments and if they don't come they'll have every right to uh you know go after them legally because they delivered um they're not going to start stripping and slacking and and give any sponsor an out, uh, they're going to, they're going to, you know, they're gonna, everyone's going to handle it professionally on, on, you know, the sports side, the property side, I can assure you. Um, and the onus will be on the brands to fulfill and execute. And, uh, and then when the contract comes up to the renegotiation, they can, you know, exercise their right to say, Hey, we're not renewing. So the category is open to go find someone else or, uh, Hey, we want to come back in, but we want to come back in at, re- at a reduced level. Um, or we're, we're out, you know, we can't, you know, we simply can't do this. We need to, um, it was a good run and we're going to find other ways to promote our business. Absolutely. Which makes a ton of sense. But, but, but do you think this will cause like a, 
a hesitation for sporting organizations, teams, brands, and so on to work with other crypto brands? Uh, you know, again, I, I won't say it prevents anyone from doing business with good, good companies. I just think that everyone is, you know, it will, it will be a category that will require extensive due diligence. And when you do bring this up to your executive team or your ownership as a potential sponsor, you know, you better have all that due diligence there to defend and justify why you think they're a good partner. Yeah. Um, you know, I think like there was a time and place where it was, uh, it was like the old, um, when you were able just to get, you know, those, those low mortgages without, you know, extensive income, you know, you had people that were making 80 grand a year buying million dollar houses and there's no way in hell they should be approved for that loan. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, you had people saying, Hey, well, crypto.com spending money, FTX is ready to spend money or here comes Binance and here comes BlockFi and here comes, you know, you know, you know, here comes Kraken and, you know, six, seven different other brands that are all like, hey, we're crypto companies, crypto exchange. And that was just the hot thing. And it was like, oh, that's, we got to get on that category. Um, you know, you know, it was monkey see, monkey do. You, yeah. know, you, you had to get some. That was a category that was spending. And, and it's. You know, look, it's not the first time that this happened in the sports business that you get a category that starts spending uh, or a brand that, in a category that's never spent before to start spending. And then, you know, naturally you're like, OK, well, who else is in that category? They need to spend, you know, and, and you know, in some cases they did. Um, they did extensively. And now, you know, with one of them, you know, you know, imploding and having you know significant deals attached to them, you know, it's it's left a hole in, in several properties portfolios that they need to you know fill and you know going into a you know you know we're now in 2023 we've got you know some you know recession numbers out ahead of us you know but it's funny sports sometimes gets to be recession proof but you know look i think companies and brands will will still be wise and frugal and 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 you know very tactical on their spending um and and at some level you know, not having the crypto brands in there driving prices up and driving values up, I think you know you'll see uh, you'll see some uh, you know deals you know, probably come back to earth a little bit and be more where they were beforehand. And you know you'll see you you'll probably see some brands. Hey, I'm willing to spend it a million dollars, but mm-hmm. those guys were those guys in order to get the deal had to spend three times to get it. Yeah. And uh, you know, and and again, at some level, that was worth the risk. Hey. I got a I got a million dollar asset that these guys are willing to pay three for because you know that's kind of how they got to buy their way in and and they did you know and the money was good for year one I mean checks cleared so to speak now those now those checks you know are bouncing uh, you know for one company for sure and and the others uh, are you know you know they 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 bought in at a high price and they need to find a way to maintain it. Uh, but, you know, replacing, you know, the, the deal in, in Miami or replacing the deal at, you know, on the front of, you know, major league baseball, uh, I don't think you'll get what FTX paid for it, you know, and they'll probably try to say that they, they, del- they can show and deliver the value, but, you know, some, you know, FTX bought something that wasn't, you know, that was, you know, wasn't a, wasn't a, a platform before, you know, with Major League Baseball. So I don't know if there's a brand that says, yeah, I want to be on the umpire jerseys. 
There's there wow. is a, there is going to be another company. There's a, there's another company that's going to want to be on the front of, or going to be able to be on, uh, you know, uh, the arena in Miami. Yeah, there will be, but they're also buying it after a colossal mess, and and now they're the third name on the building. So, are you paying a premium for that? <laughs> no, I mean that the, the, the Miami Heat aren't winning yeah. championships like they were before, yeah. um, and so you know. It's it's one of those things where does someone come in and say, hey, I'll I'll, I'll pay two million a year for it, three million a year for it, not wow. five and change that they were getting before. Crazy. They'll do a ten year deal, not a yeah. not not a nineteen year deal. So those yeah. are those are all, those are all things that'll factor into kind of how that category um, is viewed, um, how it's addressed internally at some team. I mean, look, you know, the NFL. You know, took a very, very cautious approach towards the category, and the and and as a result, not many of their teams are taking a hit because they were only they were only allowed to do limited types of relationships with that category. Whereas you know the other leagues, you know, opened it wide, opened it wide, wide up, and you know you've got some teams replacing you know high six and seven figure deals that have gone away as a result. So you know it's a uh, it will be it will be one to watch for sure, and you know, look, I'm I'm still very bullish on, on uh, you know the category and the technology around it, and I think there are there are some very good viable, uh, legitimate companies operating in the space, and those are the ones that you know we'll choose to to deal with with our clients, and uh, and I, and and I'm and I'm I wouldn't be surprised if others emerge. <clears throat> I mean, you know, the space that. Uh, you know, one of the spaces kind of indirectly affected by this, you know, being the, you know, the world of NFTs, you know, which kind of operated, you know, you know, you know, as as a crypto type of, of, of product, um, you know, I, I still think there's a strong, strong viability to the, you know, to the collectible, as, you know, aspect of it, you know, the functionality of, of an NFT platform. Um, that you know doesn't relate anything to crypto other than the fact that they share blockchain as the as the you know the you know the backbone of which they operate on um, you know and how they transact so uh, you know I think it's I think it's still a you know a very valuable and viable you know partnership to have I mean the one thing that's kind of you know gotten pulled back and you mentioned it before is that you know I think these partnerships are going to be you know mutual partnerships as opposed to having an NFT company coming in with, you know, quote, crypto money behind them and, and buying rights, you know, I, you know, I think those, those days are probably gone. And I think now that, you know, NFT relationships are going to be, you know, structured more equally and um, you'll probably see, you know, some leader leadership players, but, uh, you know, I think you'll find ones that, that uh, are 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 very nimble and, and navigate into you know, you know putting out good products you know executing on deals and then you know being and showing consistent deliverable deliverables to their to their clients whether it be a property or a you know individual you know athlete or rights holder and uh, you know I think that that's something that that's kind of you know gotten some of the, the the shrapnel of the of the ftx explosion um you know affected them a little bit just because of the you know they were so closely related but now i think that 
it will allow them to flourish and operate, you know, as, you know, as their own true category and, you know, without kind of that association, uh, if you will. And, you know, I'm looking forward to, you know, some of the projects that, that we're working on related to that. And, um, you know, it'll be exciting to kind of see the, you know, the overall category, you know, grow and, 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 and see the creativity that comes in behind it now that, uh, um, you know, I think that's going to be a little bit more required of both to be you know, creative to, uh, you know, uh, to get the, you know, the consumer to engage, you know, at a, at the level that I think makes it, you know, profitable for everyone involved. Absolutely. I mean, um, yeah, I think we've, uh, we've pretty much got now a, a lot clearer picture because the, the consensus out there was that, oh, crypto's come, crypto's gone, teams are scrambling to replace all these deals and so on. But when you look at it the way you, you, you just pretty much put it, is that there's still a ton that, ton that is still there and fulfilling their, their duties, which is a very positive thing because moving forward, that's, that's, that's going to keep things alive and going to put things into perspective. Those that did their due diligence, brought on good partners, the, the partnerships were a lot more successful than those that just followed the hype and, you know, the, the approach of monkey see, monkey do. So um, good, good times ahead, I think, in my opinion. Um, NFTs, as, as you also mentioned, are a very different approach to the cryptocurrencies that themselves because they allow the... Um, teams to create all these different fan engagement experiences which which pretty much eliminates the risk of you know this currency and that currency and this exchange and that exchange so it puts the control back into the actual sporting body's hands which i think is a was is a positive thing and um on that uh thank you very much rob uh, it's been an, an awesome session We've, you've shared a ton of great insight with us and, and any parting words from uh, you, sir? Well, you know, look, uh, you know, one, you know, appreciate, you know, the, the opportunity to, to jump on with you and look forward to doing this on a more regular basis. But, you know, again, I, I just say that the, uh, you know, the sports world is, is, is a fast moving and, and ever changing uh, marketplace. And, uh, you know, as we enter into a new year, um, you know, with lots of really, really great things ahead. Um, you know, while there's been some, uh, you know, every, every, every business has its highs and lows. I, I, I think that, you know, the sports business, you know, does, you know, has really rebounded, you know, massively from, you know, 2020 and our, and our shutdowns and, and, and restrictions. And, you know, we've kind of businesses is back, you know, back, you know, to, to normal. Um, we've got, uh, we've got great products out there. We've got, you know, fantastic, you know, athletes at all levels, um, you know, men, women, um, and, you know, college pro, um, you know, you know, Olympic, uh, you know, so we've, we've got just an exciting, you know, several years ahead of us. And so just, you know, in general, I look, I look forward to, you know, the, you know, all the positive good, you know, um, you know, relationships and deals and, and, uh, and business is going to come out of it. And, and we'll, you know, look, we'll have this forum to, you know, to address them as they happen. And I think that'll be fun. Like I said, there's probably, you know, 
categories that continue to emerge uh, out there. You know, you know, a couple of years ago, we were kind of wondering how gambling was going to change things, and man, did it ever, right? Um, you know, we're but we're still waiting for states to to approve it, and uh, yeah. but we've seen how it changed changed, you know, how it's made Vegas a destination for for a sport um, that didn't exist, you know, you know five you know fifteen years ago when I I was part of a group building a sports themed hotel casino that you know couldn't get off the ground because everybody's worried about sports betting. Well, yeah. you know, now you've got an NFL team, uh, you know, and an, you know an NHL team, an MLS team coming. You've got the uh, uh, Super Bowl there. You've got F one. You know, you've got F one showing up. Uh, yeah. You you have uh, you know the, the college football championship in the Final Four. All these things that never would have gone to Vegas because you know of the gambling stigma, and now that's gone. I, I think the category to, to for all of us to watch um, is to watch the CDB category yeah. uh, because that's the next you know uh, vice, if you will, you know. We've, we've gotten rid of tobacco as, as one that we all agree is bad, but we're still selling beer. We're still seeing spirit deals. We've, we're allowing gambling. Um, you know, that category out there, CDB, is, is extremely popular and growing, uh, and it's cash rich. And wow. it's one that, um, you know, athletes – are very attracted to because of, you know, the uh, medicinal components of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so if we're going to allow, um, uh, you know, the, the pharmaceutical companies to, to sponsor uh, and promote their, you know, various remedies, um, vaccines and, and uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I chuckle, but, you know, you, you, you see more, uh you know, more, more advertising around, uh, you know, male performance and things like that, you know, on sport and sporting events because they you know, obviously male dominant and you know, look, and there's a lot of women that watch the watch sports too. So, um, it works on both sides, but I mean, you're, you're, you're allowing that type of advertising, but, uh, you, you would restrict, um, you know, CDB, which, you know, has, has a very high, um, uh, you know, usage within athletes for, you know, certainly retired athletes that have pain and, and, uh, you know, joint pain and, you know, headaches and things like that, um, that, uh, you know, it's, it's, it, you know, at some point, I think that's going to be the one to watch to see how that uh, gets permitted if it does it all into, into sport as a category. And, um, and if it does, then that, that will be, that will be a very aggressive spender. I can assure you. Um, wow. because of the, the money's there. Um, and there's athletes, there's, there's athletes already actively engaged in, in the business, um, you know, endorsing it, certainly retired guys endorsing it. And it's not just, you know, you know, blue emu elbow rub. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's the, it's the chewables. It's the, um, you know, it's, it's the, uh, you know, the, you know, the hemp, hemp drinks and all that stuff that are, are much more healing, um, than, uh, than, some will allow them to get credit for just because, you know, it's, it's marijuana. You know, <laughs> it's not marijuana. It's, it's just the components of it. So, yeah. but you know, again, that's, that's just one that I'm, 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 I'm keeping my eye on for sure. So lots, lots of really great things ahead. Um, you know, looking forward to, 
to jumping on these uh, these Twitter space forums and, and answering questions and just providing some you know some insight and and what and the great thing is is that what you and I talk about this week there could be a totally new you know topic to discuss next week that um, you know came out of the blue and that's what's great about sports is that we we operate in real time that's um, how I teach my class uh, we don't we don't use textbooks we uh, we deal with what's happening today uh, and we apply the you know the principles. Uh, around around the business into what's happening, you know, right now because that's the only way to learn it. Absolutely. Um, and uh, you know, we're we're you know, so I look forward to, you know, having some uh, some fun discussions uh, in in the future sessions that, uh, uh, you know, will probably be you know very engaging and uh, and very fresh and new uh, to all of us. And so uh, the opinions will be that you know we'll 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 be speculating. Uh, but we'll yeah. be reacting too. So, I, you know, I'm looking forward to uh, this in the future and uh, appreciate you setting this up. No problem at all. It's all about the conversation and hearing other people's thoughts and opinions. And in, in saying that, we'll be back next week, same time. Um, and we'll be here discussing the business of sports, myself, Amr Huli, and Mr. Rob Yale. Rob, thank you very much for joining me on the business of sport. All right, my man. Well, it's good. it was good to, good to chat with you and uh, look forward to doing this again. Likewise. Take care, my man. See you later. All right. Take care. You got Bye. it. Bye-bye.